go-to podcast over the last year or so <laughs> from Gao Gao 118. Great show, great variety, easy listening, informative, and like-minded opinions. Worth picking and choosing episodes based on the name slash what you're looking for. Thumbs up emoji, then a graph emoji that's going up into the right. <laughs> Keep it up, guys. Clapping emoji. Thank you for leaving that review. And if you haven't yet left us that review, head over to your podcast player, preferably the Apple Podcast app. Hit five stars and let us know when you listen to the show, why you listen to the show. And if you've got your own business, it's a great opportunity to plug it there because we'll read it out to thousands of listeners. And hey, you might actually win some work off the back of it. It motivates me and Harry. So pause the show right now. Head over, leave us that five-star review. And once you've done it, come back, hit play. And let's get into today's episode of the Startup Diary Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 240 of the Startup Diary. I am with my lovely peppy co-host, Adam Callow. Peppy, but with a bit of a cold, so good luck to you with the editing of this one. A little bit measly, a little <laughs> Today is weekly roundup day, Adam. Yes. Three options, one decision, 15 to 20 minutes of pure gold. Let's do it. And by the way, for anyone that doesn't know what we're talking about, <laughs> is we made a commitment when we came back, is you told us you wanted to learn more about what's happening at Expert Trade. So on a Sunday night, I look at my calendar, I make some notes of the key standout points, I tell Harry three of them, he picks one of them, we deep dive on that, and it's your opportunity if you would like to hear from one of the other key points, you can send in a listener question using the new Anchor app that we're now part of, and you can hear more about that at the end of the show. But Harry, your choices for today are... Hit me! The impact warm introductions have on pitch meetings. Next. You don't like that one, do you? Three notes I made after spending one hour at Gusto HQ with their CEO, Timo Bolt. Mm. You like that one, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's going to sound real weird to everyone listening. Number three, the importance and impact of consistency in your reports. Mm-hmm. Now, don't forget, if you want an extra line of detail, one line of detail for each of those points, can I, for one of those points. Can I, I get a bit more context on the report? So the importance and impact of consistency in your reports, a few things have been highlighted to me recently in terms of whether it's in a board meeting, internal reports for the team, or client reports. One, having them done on time every time but reporting numbers in the same way so they're easy to understand. I've got some, some key takeaways that I've learned in the last week from those. That's all I'm giving you. Whew. I think you fell asleep, as I always say. I've run out of coffee as well. I'm going to go with numero dos. Timo Bolt. Okay. C. <laughs> no, please not let's do languages. It's my worst topic ever. Actually, side note. So uh, it's... I literally got thrown out of my Latin exam. People are wondering why the fuck did you do a Latin exam? Did did you throw yourself out because you thought this is I'm never going to use this. You know that language is dead, right? Doctors still use it. Lawyers still use it. 
We're not going down this rabbit hole, Yeah, Harry. for placeholder taste. Let's pl- <laughs> Lorem <laughs> Ipsum. <laughs> no one needs to know what that means. Um, we're not definitely it's going down nonsense, that. nonsense. Let's it? pull it back. Let's pull it back. Okay, so we're going into Timo Bolt. So for everyone that's listening to the show, if you don't know who Timo Bolt is, he's the CEO and founder of Gusto. It's been around for about six years, raised about £60 million worth of funding, and it's a food delivery service. P.S. This is not an advert for Gusto. Um, it's just he's previously been on the show. Give us some time on that show, Harry. What do you think he was? His key takeaways of that show. What do you think they were? Um, follow your passion. I remember that one. That was always good. I really like that. Um, but the like, one of the main ones. I think this is a good point as to why I think we should talk about this. Is he? One of the things he says is if you want the best thing you can do is speak to people that kind of know. Um, sort of like mentors, but not as a mentor, just yep. as someone that might have a bit of knowledge that you want to just take take some knowledge from that person. But the only way to do that is to reach out to them, ask for a coffee. Can I spend an hour with you, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, let me pick your brain, ask you a few key questions, please. <laughs> yes, no, um, simple as that. No, ex- exactly that. And I think when people listen, to, when I if I was listening to the show and I heard that, I'd be like, so like, cr- like, excuse me, Mr. Person who's successful, can I get 15 minutes mm. of your time for a coffee? I think when I heard, when I hear that, and to be honest, when people send, when people send it like that to me with no context, it just goes archived very often. But I think one of the things that, that I personally struggle with is blinkers on, powering forward. And when I look, and that's when I'm trying to focus on the business, just focus, 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 just absolute focus on what we're trying to achieve as a business owner. And I try and drive the team in that direction. So we're all going the same way, but then things happen in a business, like there's fires to put out and I'm a first time founder. So when I actually look up and go, shit, what do I do in this situation? My personal network on that front of people that have been there and done it is actually very small. Mm. So when I heard that from team, I was like, actually, this is a really good point. We need, and this is where the whole take action or unsubscribe thing came about in terms of like when you listen to the show, start doing stuff. So off the back of that, me and Timo shared a couple of emails. He gave me some great advice over email. And then I actually think he said something along the lines of, if you're in London, let me know. Mm. To which I was like, 100%, we got a date in the calendar sort of six weeks in advance and that was last week. So I went down to HQ for Gusto down in London. Gusto HQ. Yep, went into reception. Uh, and firstly, I just want to put up your box. <laughs> <laughs> Picked up my box. Steve, I shut my hand and said, thanks for being a customer. I went to see you later. <laughs> it was just a sales ploy. <laughs> Got a nice spoon though. <laughs> the, the gifts. Are, anyway, um, so go down there and... When I got out of that meeting, so I had an hour with Timo, when I got out of that meeting, there was a couple of, and don't get me wrong, there was loads of stuff we went into. And to be honest, some of the stuff I just can't put on the show. Um, like I would love to be able to, and that's all around sort of like senior level, board management. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the stuff that I know he's going, he has ran into when raising money um, and the sort of the, the pitfalls that that can happen when raising money from like angel VC moving forward and just some stuff to avoid. Um, but when I got off and I got back on the train, cause I actually went, we did an episode, I don't know when it's going live before or after this, but we spoke, did an episode about journaling. Mm. So I, that day I then went and got the Moleskine because I'm obsessed with Moleskine notepads. And I promised myself that on a Sunday night, I would journal the week, make some notes, make some actions, and actually use the back of that book for the podcast notes. So the first thing that went in there were my key takeaways from my meeting with Timo. Um, so yeah wanted to just cover those off very briefly and then we can dig into them as much or as little as you want to um before we do the offices are amazing so walk in 
And I guess this takes me into my first point, actually. My first point that I took away was when we met, well, sorry, when we spoke to Timo on the podcast, it was very clear that he was passionate about one, culture in the business. And secondly, the mission of the business predominantly around reducing food wastage. Yeah. So when I walked through the door, so this, my first point is about culture. When I worked, walked through the door, it was amazing to see, actually the first thing that I see when I walk in is a screen to the top right, which is the amount of tons in food wastage that Gusto have saved. And on the left-hand side, there's photos of the team doing like community activities and projects. So I thought, okay, this is interesting. So when I walked in, we had a chat. You give me a whistle-stop tour around the factory, sorry, around the offices, downstairs kitchen, photography area, all this cool stuff. One of my first things right now for me, expert trades is culture. And my question was for him is, am I worrying about culture too early as a business mm -hmm. owner because we're 10 people strong and he's 200, 300 people strong in that office and then more people up in the north where the factory is. Is it a nice to have when you get to a certain scale or is it something that I should be, because I'm obsessed with it right now in terms of how we hire. Uh, and he was like, firstly, congratulations the way that you're thinking about this already. Culture, you should 100% be thinking from day one. And then I realized how he has filtered that through his business. Into, and the key takeaways that I had, and these aren't his words, the key takeaway that I took away from this is culture isn't what you say as a business. It's the actions that you consistently do as a business in terms of how we treat each other, how we treat our clients. Everything that we do day to day, that forms the culture and it will always stem from the founder. But if the team acts differently when the founder's not in the building, your culture's just a facade. It's like, it's fake. So the way that they do it internally at Gusto is, Phenomenally, in terms of all the way through the building. Do you remember we were at Gymshark? What's the yep. stuff you remember being on the walls at Gymshark? Um, this company was built on hard work and Perry Chicken, something like that. <laughs> it, no, no, it's, that's one of the things. And then what, another one is, is it don't be a dickhead? Don't be a dickhead. And, and the, these things are all around the building because this is the sort of thing that they want people to just remember. This is like, this is our mold. If you fit this mm. mold, you're going to, and it doesn't mean you have to be a 22 year old gym goer. It just means you can't be a dickhead. Mm. And that's the sort of thing that they go, actually, I know where I sit in this company and everyone around these believe in these mission statements. So at Gusto, they've got the mission statements on the wall, but then they've got exactly what that means. And you can just tell that throughout the company, everyone looks extremely different in the company, but you could tell that they're all working like a very well oiled machine there. Mm. So that was super impressive for me to see. How'd you educate someone on the culture though? How'd you tip like so, question. so you've you've got this vision of the culture. I want this place to be cool. I want us to work hard, play hard, make sure everyone's professional like what whatever the culture is. Yep. How'd you other than your gut feeling on when someone comes into the company and it's like, hmm, like they're they're gonna gel with the guys, but do they, like, how does someone check the box for a culture? How do you tell them what the culture is? How do you just how do you onboard them into the culture and find out whether they're actually a fit or not? Like, don't be a dickhead is easy because most people can tell whether someone's a prick or not. Yep. But whether they might not be a knobhead, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> any more words we're gonna throw at this person. <laughs> but they still might not really fit the vibe of the company to, to answer they're you, a nice person but they're not really yeah they just don't get it well i think i think like, if you just take the gym shot don't be a dickhead i think the key thing to remember is that is one staple for a whole list of different things to get to your question 
with an answer that hopefully helps <laughs> and it's more of a reflection in terms of what we do poorly as a business is people know because we're such a small team we're, temp- we're a 10 people team um, and I'm reading an amazing book right now called uh, Blitzscaling um, which talks about the team 1 to 10 is a family and then like 10 to 100 is a tribe and when you're 1 to 10 it's actually okay because the team I have so many interactions with the team that they understand the culture stems off me so how I act as the owner mm. is how I want the rest of the company to act as soon as we get to the sort as, of, as in like being around you we without having to ask vibe off of it exactly from see from literally when you hear me on phone calls with Mm. clients from when you hear me speak to the team when i give presentations to the guys the way that i act and treat you guys is Mm. how i expect you to treat each other yeah but as you grow and i think that's okay now but we're at a point now where and it's actually a point that i spoke about with timo we're at a point now in the culture that people will be brought in as we spoke about, mm-hmm. like yep. Jordan brought in, never saw him in the hiring process. I literally came and shook his hand. Hi, my name's Adam. I've got to go. Because that was Matt's job at that point in time. We're trying to level Matt up. Yep. My job is going to be taking what this family know and then putting it down on paper in a very clear... Cons- and Mark Twain wrote this amazing thing. If I had more time, I would have wrote you a shorter letter. I'm obsessed with that phrase right now or that statement, which means it's so easy for me to write a 10-page memorandum about what it means to work at Expert Trades. But to be able to get it into four or five or six bullet points in terms of like, this is the culture and then have it clear that the whole team understand what that gives them permission to do and what that gives them permission not to do is what a company culture should do for for the team. It should be like a, a northern star in terms of like, this is how we do things. This is what we follow. And if that doesn't suit you, part of the interview process, and we get it in there with certain questions, certain vibes, take them across for a beer. How do they get on with us? Like we've said it before, if we don't want to go for a beer with someone, we don't want to hire them mm. because we work so close. Or if they don't want to go for a beer with us. I've <laughs> <laughs> been there before. <laughs> they didn't last long. Um, but you know, that's the sort of thing. And there's there's little things like that that we need to just put down on paper a little bit more as we go from this like 10 to 20, 10 to 25 size company. Um, yeah, hopefully that answers your question. Yeah. Um, so I guess we, we've not really written... Uh, um, culture down yet though no so no no we, we, we need we need that lock in and just this is where we're at yeah and there's there's certain things that i came away with which i thought actually there's certain traits within the company that i don't like that i okay. need to change uh, and it's not because i don't like the the team's actions mm. it's i have done actions that have because it's not done on paper that it's allowed the team to think that that's an acceptable yeah. behavior and yeah, that's when, on me. When you've got a cheat sheet, you can say, does this fit that criteria? Yes, no, we do or we don't do it. Exactly. And if, and I don't, I'm pretty sure that these names are correct. Reed Hastings is the founder of Netflix. They have a 100 page public PowerPoint, which is, this is what, this is how we operate at Netflix before, the, before you go for a job mm. there. They've got a presentation, which is, this is the sort of company we are. Wow. so they've literally got and I'm not saying I'm going to create a 100 page PowerPoint presentation but, <laughs> but what I do need to do is put this down on paper yeah. um, because we will start to see cracks in the company and it's it's not it is negative stuff that is coming through the cracks but mm. it's not because the people are making the wrong decisions it's because I've given them permission to do this again everything falls on mm. CEOs everything's my fault um, but now it's a case for me to spend a little bit of time taking a step back and really putting a foundation um, because we're, we're growing. We're getting there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Ho- hopefully that, that answers the that question. That my question. Thank Perfect. you. Thank you. Pleasure. Good question. Though. <clears throat> so the second one was when there's difficult decisions to be made in a company that I'm personally struggling with. 
Mm. Um, what's the best way to communicate this to the team? Because there's a, there's, a, there's a risk for me that if I'm going through like a really tough time with the board or negotiations of the di- or whatever it is, or just the personal family time, like whatever, whatever's hard for me right now is because we've got this, and it follows on from the last one, because we've got this such close family culture mm. is if I don't come in and I'm not bouncy, energetic, enthusiastic, driving things forward, it has a massive cascading effect into the rest of the team. So it's how do you tackle that as a founder? Because it's an emotional fucking roller coaster running a running a business which kind of goes on to my my third point um so what my one of my worries is that a decision we made in the company and people it'll be like jumping into a cold bath is like shit i wasn't expecting that an example might be bringing new people into the team from external compared to promoting from within because that's going to happen whether it's now or whether it's when we're at 20 people going from 20 to 30 people and first time founder of me is like, no, no, but I always want to like reward the guys within the team and then elevate them. But there's certain roles in the team that none of us have experience in. So I need to bring external people in. And that external person might look very different to what we've got in the team right now. And Timo's answer was this was one, fucking awesome that you're worrying about that because no one worries about that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But two, take your team on the journey the whole time. If they believe in the mission of the business and you have got that family knit status is just be open with them. Because two things are going to happen. If you're open with them and they disagree with you, you should have created a safe environment that they can talk to you about it. Or if you're open and they agree with you, then there's nothing to worry about. There's actually no negative there. Yeah, I think um, essentially you're justifying why you would need to hire a senior role, someone that's got experience mm-hmm. and needs to come in. Like, I mean, it's kind of a no-brainer, really. If If you need... If you need to hire for a specific role and that role happens to be something where someone needs 10 years plus experience or something, like you you can't learn 10 years experience without no, exactly. doing it for 10 years. So you need to bring someone in. And I guess what Timo is saying there is by explaining that situation, everyone will be like, oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, we know we need, like no one here can do that. We can't, we couldn't all do that if we work together. We yep. need to bring one person in. Then you, because we went into this a little bit further and, and just to be clear, because I know, I know like some of the team listen to the podcast is it's not it's not imminent because what I don't want them to do is listen to this show and be like fuck what's he talking about what I'm talking about now is if I'm I always try and think far ahead Mm. going from like 10 to 15 to 18 people nothing's going to change nothing I I, the the structure of the team will just get more layers of support where it's needed like you're hiring someone to take basically 40% of your workload Mm. off Edie's hiring someone to help with tasks for clients all that stuff amazing when we start to hit that 18, 20, and we go from 20 to 30 people, then there's going to be some interesting movements in the company. And he's like, one of the things that Timo said is, you just have to be prepared to break the company to grow it. And this is coming from a guy that's raised 60 million pounds worth of funding. What's he mean by break the company then? The company's on a mission. You need to be able to put... And these aren't Timo's words, just to be clear, in case you listen to this, I didn't fucking say that. This is what <laughs> this is what I this is what I took away from it. Sponsored by <laughs> This is what I took away from it in terms of if I'm open and transparent with the team, my focus is very simple. Grow grow the company, build an amazing company that has a high impact, and then take the whole team on a journey with us so we can all be successful together. Simple yep. as that. Whereas if the way that the company goes doesn't fit with someone's alignment to what they want to achieve. I have to be prepared to let that person go. They, they might choose to go. 
but it's creating that environment where I'm prepared to say, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not bending on what the company's mm. doing. This is where we're going, guys. Are you on the plane or off the plane? And if you're off the plane, great. I will help you be successful in, in any way that I can. Or there might be another role that you want to do and then that puts you back on the plane. But it's having the ability to basically say, no, 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 regardless of the types of people and the culture that we have here, if I've done my job properly from five people to 50 people, is I've been very clear and transparent with the direction the company's going. And if people don't agree with that, I have to be prepared to sort of break that and then rebuild it to get the right people on board. Get you. Make sense? Makes sense. My job is, and don't get me wrong, when I bring people into the company, especially if they're more senior people, I want my team to understand that that is an actual opportunity for them to, to get better. Mm. Like if I bring someone in that's more senior in a certain role, then the people below them can learn and grow. Like the, everyone in the team well, is... The, well, it's- <laughs> It's basically what this whole conversation is about. Isn't it? You're speaking to someone that's got experience uh, and that can share their advice. If you then bring someone into the team that's got that 10 years experience that we're talking about, then where we would have all necess- we would have all started from a point where we have no flipping clue at what we're doing. Mm-hmm. But you bring someone senior in that's got the experience and it's like, then they can at least lead the charge, but say, guys, I need your help. Here's how you do this to help us all be more successful. Yep. So in essence, they can bring the, they can level the whole team up by bringing their understanding of the field that they're trying to cover 100% into the business 100% and what what I want to do is I want to provide these things that accelerate everyone's success mm. and if you if you if you bring people in that are one primarily culture fit two fucking rock stars in their field that can only mean positive things for the whole business and as the business moves, everyone's more successful. And I think that's one of the key takeaways for me on this. It's not looking at individual success within the company because the team know that as the company does better, everyone does better. And then having that as the the driving factor moving forward. Any questions on that, Mr. Mudge? No, you've, you've answered my... Uh... It's a really fucking tough one. Like really, really tough one for me because it's... I worry about stuff that isn't happening right now as we grow, the team that I've got here have been fundamental in everything. I just want to make sure that I do right by them and give them every opportunity to grow within this mm. business. Uh, and to do that, I have to just take everyone on this journey in terms of where we are as a business. Um, the next thing for me was sort of tapping onto this roller coaster thing. Um, do you know what a sine wave is? Like, you know, like a, Yeah, I do. Okay. So if you imagine... It chuckles because my brother talks about them quite a lot. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. Because it's music and all that okay so <laughs> if if you imagine if he listens to this he'll he'll chuckle because normally it's after a few beers and it's like <laughs> get the notepad out let's draw some sine waves <laughs> how does sound work but that so for everyone i'll let you do this actually for everyone that's listening describe a sine wave it's a it's a wave so we've got we've got a, You've li- seen, uh, we've got a line in the middle i can't remember what the uh, what's that machine that He's doing it with his hands, people. With the curves. You know, the peaks and troughs on the uh, on the waves. People the heart seem rate. like high pitch. No, it's not heart rate. No, no. that's a... It's a <sighs> we're out of depth here, Adam. So if you draw... if Basically, if you draw a, a, a line on a piece of paper horizontally mm. and use that as a baseline, and then you draw like a... A smooth <laughs> arch. A smooth, like smooth a, wave. <laughs> a smooth wave. So it goes up and then back down to the line, then below the line and mm. swings back up. That's a sine wave. Yeah. Sort of just like, like an S on its side. 
so there, I drew this weirdly I drew this in my notepad after I finished this meeting because I was asking Timo I said when does the fucking madness end he was like never <laughs> like never he says <laughs> uh, like the madness never ends money doesn't solve anything he's raised a shit ton of money I've, I've understood from the small I say small relative relatively small amount of money that we've raised as a business it generally doesn't solve anything it just amplifies your problems mm. so for me I was like when does this madness end and he's like it doesn't but he's got something that he does that's actually yeah that makes sense so if you imagine these waves up and down at the highs of it's like a roller coaster mm. at the highs you're like fuck yes we're crushing it everything's good and then literally 60 minutes later in a business you can be in the like the trough of sorrow because something's gone terribly wrong because my day is like that just day just like, like it's just mental what he does which was a small passing comment is gratitude we know about this mm. but he's a big believer in waking up and first thing in the morning is thinking about three things that he's thankful for and i don't do this right now but i keep hearing it from successful people that they wake up and they're thankful for shit because what that should do is regardless of what goes on in the day it should put things in perspective and give you a baseline of comfort and that, that can be anything to be thankful for, though, can't it? Like, yes. the, the fact that you can get out of bed and walk to the sink to anything. brush your teeth sort of thing. Like, it, or or it the fact anything. that the traffic's clear and you got into work five minutes earlier than normal. Or. 100%. And I think what is... What I, we didn't go into this, but it was a, it was a comment, I thought... Because some people struggle thinking, like, what, what, what can I be thankful for? It's like, you're alive for You're one. alive. My, yeah, my, my high-level stuff, my kids are healthy. Yeah. Like, like the business is still alive. People still want to come in and work for me today. Like, if I have an argument with a, an employee today mm. and tomorrow they come in, it's like, no, but they still want to come and they believe in the mission, they still want to come and work for me. Like, there's all this stuff that you can mm. be thankful for. And the reason that it hit home for me is, especially now with, like, what's going on in the business, we seem to be moving faster, we're getting better, but the emotional roller coaster is just amplifying. So I was hoping that I went to him and he was like, no, no, no. So when you get to this point, you can do this and then everything eases off. And da, 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 and I then go you can, Barbados you can, for six <laughs> weeks a year. And it, it's, it's easy. It wasn't, you know me, it wasn't about sort of taking a step back. It was just like, when does it become less fucking mad? Mm. And then I was like, okay, cool. So you literally do make it up every day you go along because everything's a new challenge. Um, so they're the three things for me in terms of one, the culture, two, taking the team on the journey with you, and three, the gratitudes in terms of just balancing out your life with stuff because things go well every day for you and just putting them mm. front of mind to make everything else seem a little bit better. Um, and that, to be honest, that was about 25 minutes of the stuff that we spoke about. The other 35 minutes were around board management, CEO stuff, all that stuff, which I would love, I just can't talk about on the show. But I came out of that meeting and called you up and I was like, I've never had, because I had like 45, 50 mm. minutes with him. I've never had 50 minutes of time with someone that has added so much value to me up front. And I don't know whether I covered this off because we recorded this bit, part of this a second time because of my, like me nasally and being a cold and you can tell I'm struggling today. You're running schnoz. I just can't think straight, but we're still doing this. Um, <laughs> It's the fact that I went in and was like, Timo, there's very little value that I can give to you. And I know you've given me time because you want to pay it forward. I went in prepped with the, the stuff that I'm struggling with. And, and you're you, like, are you looking for a plumber? Because <laughs> <laughs> and and it, 
if you get this opportunity to go and meet someone, if you can add value to them in any way, do it. Mm. But if you can't, don't go in there and waste the guy's time. Just go in there and say, listen, you obviously want to help because what he wants to do in my head is come out of that meeting thinking, I've just helped that guy. Yeah. Simple. That's all he wanted to do. Pay it forward. I've just helped that guy. Because if you weren't there for 30 minutes, just have a chit chat. Yeah, just a chit chat. Okay, cool. So how you oh, been? Exactly. Yeah, bullshit. He's too busy for that. Like, mm. like, literally within a minute of the meeting ending, there was a guy knocking his door saying you're late. <laughs> like, literally, he's like, ah, and he's like, no, no, two more minutes, two more minutes, and like that was two that more was minutes. It. Saddam from the startup time. Don't, don't you know who this is? Um, so I, I hugely appreciate his time, but guys, if you get an opportunity, and I do advise you, just reach out to someone and try not use the cliche. Can I get a coffee? Add some context to it. Try and add some value to them first, but don't be afraid to reach out to people. One thing, one thing I thought as well, <clears throat> just as a, um, I don't know if this would work or not, but I thought that if you're going to reach out to someone and ask them for 10 minutes, whatever it may be, is it worth um, including context as to maybe the situation you're in, the sort of advice you're looking for? So if they say, I can't make a coffee, I don't have that much time in the day to meet you, but on the off chance that they'd still send some advice over in an email some, yeah, or, or is that is it, that not quite the same sort of value that you'd expect to get? It's a, it's a really, really tough one to be honest because I think what I don't want everyone doing when they listen to the show, I don't want like a few thousand people going out to like people that they admire and just send them like a fucking epic email mm. with like, hey. Yeah, here's my business, here's my ideas. No one's what got time for that yeah. shit, they just don't. And if you think about the reason that Timo gave me an hour is because one, we built a relationship on the show, mm. okay? Two, he gave some advice that I then took seriously and followed up on. The key thing is, is when try and find some relative context to what's important to them right now. And for Timo, he's just got a passion for paying it forward and helping entrepreneurs. Um, and because of that, I knew that there was an opportunity for him to give me some time. So I followed up, I did what he recommended. We then put a date in the calendar and then we followed through. The key thing is, is when you're trying to find someone to, to get advice from, is one, you're coming from a sincere place. If you're trying to get, ad, 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 air quotes, advice from someone so they will look at your pitch deck and maybe mm. invest, don't fucking take that approach. Send them a deck and say, I'm raising money, are you interested? Don't try and weasel your way into, oh, can we grab a coffee? I'm struggling with this thing right now. And by the way, here's my pitch deck. Yeah, like yeah. The final page is where you can Exactly, <laughs> yeah, dotted line. Uh, don't date it. I might need to backdate it depending on when the round closes. No, anyway, um, <laughs> legal stuff. Um, so, what I can just advise to people is make a list. This is what Tim, make a list of people that you want to reach out to that are, that can add value, and then one by one work out one what they're good at, two what is folk, what is important to them right now. Take Gary V and D Rock. The reason that D-Rock has the job that he's in is because he understood that Gary wanted to do more of video and he mm. offered him to do a free piece of video work. So he went out to New York, shot Clouds and Dirt, the very first video as a free piece of work to show him what he could do. And then he gave Gary value and then Gary then gave D-Rock value back. Try and work out how you can mm. give someone value. And to be honest, we have, I ain't given Timo shit. And that's why I didn't wear in the meeting. Be like, Timo, here's, like, here's what I think. Da, da, da. I didn't give, he doesn't need to know my opinions. Mm. He might do in 10 years time. He's paying it forward. But right now, I got what I needed to out of it. Very selfish, one way. But that's because I, he gave me permission to do it. Don't go taking this route thinking that you can do the same thing without doing a little bit of groundwork first. It's like dating. Don't try and close it on the first date. Try and work your way into someone's circle in a honest, sincere way. And I just think you'll be surprised at how many people give you the time. 
Uh, and then just quickly then, just to wrap this up, what sort of actions are you now going to do? Take uh, What actions have you took away from speaking to Timo? Or what actions are you doing now that you've, since you spoke to him? So one of the core ones for me is all around culture. And I don't want to use the word fluffiness around culture. Have you booked in session for us to brainstorm and write down exactly what the culture is? No, because I did that before and it was a waste of fucking time. Because I don't care <laughs> what you, got I, don't, I don't care what I'm sorry, I don't care what you guys think the culture is. I know what yeah, the but culture you said, you said that you wanted to write it, it down or, or Yes, or I do. But what I don't want is everyone giving me their views of the culture in this company because that's a mistake I made last year. What it, it should come top down. This is the business, this is the culture. And this is what I'm saying about breaking it. Is this is the business, this is the culture, this is what I want, this is what I need from this team. And if you're not on this page, then I, we have been misaligned since day one. So you need to lock yourself in a room and do that? Yes. I need have to, you booked that in? Not yet. But I have it. I have it as... So we can go into this on a separate show. But what I have is my quadrant, which is urgent, important, not urgent, not important. So for me, this is important, but not urgent. So I'm not doing it this week. But, it, is, but it, it means it gets time in here as a, a mm. thing for me to do. And realistically, it's going to take me a couple of months to take my time, get it done properly. And my goal would be to end the year with a presentation in terms of here's what we've done, here's where we are, and here's what I need from everyone next year. Because we've got some really exciting times ahead of us, but I need everyone understanding mm. that this is how we operate as a business. Okay. End the year with that, because it's a positive. It's not a fucking telling off. It's like, I've defined what we are as a business. I need everyone to understand this, ask me any questions, and come into next year aligned with this. Mm. Do that end of year, go for some drinks, come in next year, just fucking smash it as a team, as a unit, and then everyone gets the benefits. So there's that, the culture thing. I need to put that down and pin it down for me. Yeah. And and yeah, it's just a piece of work that I need to do. Um, secondly for me is there's a there's a guy called Brian Chetsky, one of the founders of Airbnb. And every Sunday night, he sends an email to his, his whole company. He sends an email with what's on his mind, what he's thinking about, what he's worried about. I'm not gonna do that, fact. I say I do, I won't do it. But what I will do is send at least a monthly, potentially a bi-weekly short email to the team, what's important to me right now, what I'm struggling with and what I need help with, just so everyone can see what's going on behind the scenes. Because I want everyone to know what's going on in the business so nothing comes as a shock. And off the back of that, if people want to book time with me to speak about something that's in the email because it didn't sit right with them or they're not sure what it means, great, doors always open sort of attitude. They're the two key takeaways that I... I took that I can speak about. Then there's a whole world of stuff in terms of I'm actually fairly happy. I came away thinking actually we're doing a good job here. Like how we're thinking about the business is mm. good. How we are thinking about board meetings is good. How we are caring about the team and the mission is good. And I don't think Timo would have blew smoke. I was came away thinking, cool. I'm not. I I don't have to have this imposter syndrome that you sometimes get in terms of holy shit we're building a team building a business is this whole thing a house of cards that's going to fall apart. No, this is normal and we're thinking about it in the right way. So there my takeaways. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm sorry if this one went on a little bit long and a little bit rambly. Cold, under the weather, not making bullshit excuses, but guys, thank you. <laughs> thank you for putting up with, I don't know how this is going to sound either. Uh, thank you for putting up with it. They're my takeaways from that. If you have a listener question, all you need to do is download the Anchor app, search for Startup Diary 
and it's super simple. You hit message, that sends us a message in. It can be 60 seconds long, firing any questions that you have, whether it's a follow-up to today's show, whether you have your own question or would like to leave an audio review. All three of those would be amazing. We'd appreciate it. We're trying to build a community around this show. Thank you. Harry, anything else from yourself? If they don't want to leave an audio message, they can email questions at startupdiary.club. That was startup. Oh. <laughs> no, <What>? it wasn't. <laughs> What's the email? I was, <laughs> <laughs> was going to try and re-emphasize I, it. I thought you were just correcting me then. And no, then no, I realized right. that you made a mistake because you tried <laughs> repeating it, but said that was startup. Nope. The email that Adam was trying to say, again, because I've got it in front of me so I can read it, is questions at startupdiary.club. What I wanted to focus was the dot club, the dot C-L-U-B is the correct email. Guys, ping us an email. Thank you for listening to this show. Stay tuned for the next episode on Monday. And remember, take action or unsubscribe. Unsubscribe.